we're back. Happy 2019 to everybody. Uh, we took a break for the holidays and spent some good quality family time. But uh, excited to get the shows back rolling out to you guys for this season. So lots of good content coming up and hope you enjoy our, our first episode back. Let's get into it. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, man. How you been? Good, good, good. I'm excited. It's 2019. It feels like... Oh, don't get me started. Don't don't remind me. I'm getting older. <laughs> My kid's getting older. I don't like it. Oh, gosh. You want to talk about kids getting older? Oh, man. I'm dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Dude, it's been a rough, like, two months or holidays, um in our own personal lives, but also at carding here. I mean, even though Florida, as we say all the time, has no off season in carding, um, I think just like the personal factor of these last couple, couple of weeks has been brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've, we've been busy. Um, I mean, holiday shopping and obviously the kids and winter break or whatever, you know, most parents say, but yeah, just being home, all the time with the kids and then trying to squeeze in a little bit of time for everything else has been crazy but holidays are over it's a new year uh time to get back to the regular things yeah yeah so um pretty much the only thing that's kind of happened since the last time we've recorded which we've recorded a couple times but for some reason we're having some more technical issues, uh, mainly on my end because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's kind of really changed or that's happened is the WKA event down in Daytona for Cart Week. Um, so most of us, most people who follow the show, uh, know we run four cycle and we do sprint racing, but we had a big group of friends do the actual road racing at Daytona. And um, I was lucky enough to go down there on Saturday. And it was a awesome race. It was the 206 racing and road racing. Yes, it was long laps, like three minutes plus per lap. Yeah, 313. (laughs) (laughs) But the racing was so tight. And it was... It was so competitive that I don't care who you are. Just because you led, you know, going into one section of the track doesn't mean you were going to lead the whole lap. It was crazy. Like, the way that they were dueling um, and, like, the way the, the kind of draft and the rules were set up, if you lost a draft, you're still okay. Right. Compared to at the Roebling event, that if you lost a draft, you were screwed. Like, your your whole race is over. You might as well just go ahead, pull it in, you know, save your motor, save your bearings, save your chain, whatever you want, because you weren't going anywhere. Um, but at Daytona, if you got passed by, you know, four or five cards, it was okay because the way the rules were set. And all our friends, you know, had a, such a good showing. And... It was just, it was a, I know a lot of them have, you know, it's kind of sour grapes because of the way that the rules were and the way it was kind of, I wouldn't say home cooking, but um, 
the way it was kind of laid out that for the 206 class, especially since it was the largest class of the whole race, uh, it didn't really seem like they cared about them too much. Right. They just wanted their money because there was like 27 carts. Now, when you have 27 carts all with running within one second of each other or two seconds of each other, dude, that's intense. Yeah. I mean, you could go from... Uh, to go, yeah, uh, Jorge went from 17th to 4th before he got out of the infield. Nice. That's awesome. Miguel went from 14th to 1st before he got out of the infield. That's crazy. And it's like, holy moly. It was just the way, like, these cards took off and the way they – you could work the draft. Like, you could have all the drafting partners you, you want or whatever. It's just – it still wasn't – it wasn't enough. Like, if you're first coming down the backstretch – you know, going into, I guess, NASCAR 3 and 4, mm-hmm. you lost. If you're leading going through the trioval, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how close that race was. And it was, it was you know, a really cool race. And, uh, you know, our, our buddy Scott lost a front wheel. So I told him that he pulled a, uh, a manual and lost a wheel going through a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I haven't I haven't lost a a wheel in some time. I guess Ocala was the last one, but yeah, all right, I, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it was kind of funny because he crashed. Scott crashed right in front of where I was, where um, Kelly was, where Shelby was, like where all of us that were just hanging out watching all the spectators yeah. and being on the radios. Scott crashed right in front of us, nice. and he was so excited because he was the first one registered for Daytona that he started on pole. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm first, yeah," you know. And so he didn't even make it one lap on Saturday, and he crashed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or he he spun out and going through the final, I guess, horseshoe or whatever you call yeah. that turn. Yeah, um, it's, it's turn six on the road course, which you know causes yeah. it brings you out, but. Yeah, I mean, the spectator yeah, it, is right there, um, so you see everything. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the first turn, he spun out, and then he was last, and him and uh, Jorge Sr. were probably, like, maybe 15, 20 carts spread apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm over here on the stands telling Scott to slow down to pick him up that there was another cart, maybe 10 cart lengths in front of him, that if the two of them hooked up... That they could catch him. Well, the very next lap, Scott lost his wheel, and he's leaning up against the fence right where we are. And I took pictures of him yeah. posing, you know, with the number one. And then next thing you know, here comes Miguel coming at you know almost sixty miles an hour. A guy spins out in front of him. He wheel hops him, goes airborne, and when he comes down, he doesn't come down on the concrete. He comes down on the grass. Ouch. So now you have no grip, and thank God that the WKA or Daytona or whoever it was put, uh, like, foam barriers in front of the tire walls in that area. Uh, He went underneath those. So Scott's over here posing for pictures, and we see Miguel, like, you know, going to the fence, and now I'm yelling at Scott at the top of my lungs. I'm like, hey, dude, Miguel's right there. He just crashed. You know, (laughs) go get him. 
And, you know, Scott being the doofus he is. <laughs> Scott, no offense. But he came, like, he went sprinting towards Miguel. It's like, uh, wow. Like, the whole brotherhood thing, like, right there, it's just, luckily, everything happened right in front of us. And the first person there at the scene was one of our good friends for another good friend. Yeah. And, like, that's when everything kind of got real. It's like, oh, man, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody got safe and Miguel was good and, you know. But Carl Week um, and Road Racing was really good. Uh, we tried to go over to the Sprint and watch a couple of those guys. Um, that was tough. The 206 Racing and Sprint was extremely tough. And the way that series is run is, I mean, everybody has their opinions. That's a whole different show for another day. Um, but they had the dirt track going on or the circle track going on outside or yeah, it was dirt outside of the track. There's so much stuff going on. You couldn't follow it at all. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's cart week, right? It's just the road yeah. course is going, the sprint course is going. And then, you know, the, the dirt is also going on outside. So it's a lot. Um, but it's, I mean, it's special because it is cart week, right? It's, it's dubbed that for a good reason. Um, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't really? register for the event because I already had prior family commitments. But the plan was actually to pop in and say hi and, and you know, hang out with, with a couple of people for, for a little bit. But um, we actually left the house and we got to day two. And I, I think I texted you. We were trying to time it so we got there about the same time. But I had the whole family with me and, you know, loading up, loading up the two kids and trying to get them sorted out. Timing didn't work out. So we we're a little behind on the things we wanted to get done anyway. So we get to the track and I get to the entrance and I go to pay and at the booth, it's like cash only. I'm like, what? Seriously? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 20. It's almost 29 people. Right? And cash only? Like I have a, a, you know, a swipe thing in my bag for my phone. And so if little old me can do that, why can't WK have? Anyway, so I said, all right, well. I was already prepared to like pay for it, but the fact that I had to leave and go get cash when I was already behind and I had the family with me and the truth is we were only popping in to say hi for 30 minutes. Now that's our problem, right? Like, I mean, they, they can't account for that. So, but you, you know, we did, I looked at it, it's like, Hey, I've got, it's me, my wife, and then my three-year-old and four-year-old and it's like, Oh yeah, $80. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, one, I got to leave, go get $80 cash. By the time I leave and come back, I've already lost like, you know, 15, 20 minutes driving to the ATM and back. And I only have about 30 minutes to pop in and say hi, shake hands with my friends, wish them good luck, and then bounce. So uh, I turn around and my wife was like, how badly do you <laughs> want to go? I'm like, uh, if you're asking me that question, let's, let's just go to where we are. We're already behind. So yeah, not $80 bad. Yeah, not $80 to say, what's up, peeps, and then turn around and bounce. Yeah, no. So um, the truth was actually, as we were going through the day, if we got done with the things we wanted to do, we're going to the kids' museum with the kids, and there's a playground, a really cool playground out in Daytona. Like, So there was all these things we were planning to do. We we're going out to a couple of restaurants and things like that. So if we had gotten done with everything and the kids were, say, maybe – tired or passed out and we want to take a nap or something then it would have been easy to just you know pop in stop by my wife is still busy studying for uh, a test she has coming up so she would have totally chilled out 
you know, study while the kids were taking a nap and then I could have popped in for a little bit, but that didn't happen. We ended up staying out playing till, I mean, it was six o'clock and the kids were still wilding out. There's a little um, splash pad with a full playground and yeah, they did the splash pad first and then playground. I mean, they're used to going to Daytona. So you know, Liam, Liam came to Daytona when he was six weeks or seven weeks, uh, 2015 when I crashed there in the car. So now we're used to going to Daytona and then obviously going to Supercross and stuff and then going to the playground. So they kind of knew everything they wanted to do. So we really couldn't like just say, okay, we're done. They're like, no, we got this. And then no, we got this. So yeah, I wasn't able to pop in and say hi, but um, now I was, I was in the area and I was there in spirit, man. There in spirit, wishing, wishing all the guys uh, really good luck. And you did a good job keeping me posted as well on, on our awesome Jax Carding uh, group chat. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much like the only racing that's been going on and the only testing that's kind of been going on mm -hmm. uh, since we last recorded. And um, yeah, I mean, Kart Week was cool. It was co it was cool to like go down there and see all the different things. Yeah, but uh, you know, if you're watching the sprint race, it's kind of hard not to see. You know, these X30s and shifter carts or laid out carts coming four or five wide through turn four, NASCAR three and four. Yeah. And be like, oh, man, I want to go up there. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, I, I'm not biased one way or the other, but it's just, it's kind of cool to be able to show, like, what carts can do. Yeah. It's just not one, just one dimensional. But the 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 kind of positive thing about Car Week um, for 2019 is rumor has it that Jacksonville at 103rd, which is our local track, is having their own Car Week for all four cycle guys who are non Margate chassis. Yep. So, um, and I think Maxis might actually be sponsoring it as well. Yeah, I think uh, this week uh, the schedule got modified. I got the email for the club. So um, it looks like Maxis has become the title sponsor for the event. So, or the event sponsor, I guess. So it should be the, you know, they dubbed it the IROC, so an international race of carts, something like that. But um, it should be cool. I think, uh, I, I don't know the, the history behind it, but. Uh, Jim Hendry was telling us that's how it used to be back in the day. Uh, you know, people would, would come down for you know Man Cup or something Daytona, but Jacksonville had the you know the four cycle race and the two cycle stuff was at was at Daytona or something similar to the story. But you know, people used to have you know three hundred carts showing up in Jacksonville. Um, you know, yeah, when I was a kid, about uh, I think I was like ten or eleven. My dad took me up there to Car Week, and there was carts everywhere, yeah. and there was for sale signs for everything everywhere. And the normal place that we parked was booked across the street of 103rd. Right. Was booked the overgrown grass that's on the outside of the backstretch mm -hmm. was booked with people. Like there were so many people. It was like, holy moly, how do people in Jacksonville not know about this place so if Buddy Long is willing to like put his reputation on this thing 
it's going to be a good race. And the Grand National that Buddy Long threw, you know, for us and for the Maxis Series at the end of the year that we've already talked about was a damn good event. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but it just was a damn good event. And to throw the CIK class in there, it just... He just gets it, I guess. I don't know. It's, you know... We don't get any, you know, props or anything or from Buddy that says, oh, hey, you know, promote promote Max and promote this. No, we don't do that. It's just, if it's a good event, we'll tell you it's a good event. If it's a crappy event, we'll tell you, hey, we've been around for a while, not, you know, maybe not in karting, but in other auto sports that it's a crappy event. And everything that Buddy's done has been really good. Yeah. No, Maxis has not Maxis only has been, been on a, on time, time for sure. It's not only like sticking to the rules that you're gonna do, sticking to the schedule you 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 plan. You know, it's just, I mean, drivers' meetings informative. It's it's on point. There is no gray areas of anything. And uh, you know, for me, you know, being a racer and you being you know a race director. If your race is supposed to be at 12.05, it's at 12.05. There is no, oh, we're going to push it back to, you know, 12.45. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. You know, stick to your schedule. And, you know, so far, Maxis has been able to do that very well. Yeah. No, I mean, I I love the Maxis events. And just like you said, we'll we'll keep pushing it. I'm very excited to to have them pick up the tab because, I mean, if – if our local club was trying to push IROC, we we know the marketing effort required, right, involved. I mean, I, I work in the digital space a little bit. I mean, Max is, they, they're paying for the Facebook ads and, you know, for the first couple of events, man, they had it bought out for every day for the, you know, 20 days leading up to the event. Every day it was up. I mean, they, they get how to market events and it, there'll be interest. And if the, the Grand National says anything, think uh, we'll have a really good turnout but that's at the end of the year and um, I'm, I'm excited for that I'm excited for the first round of the Maxis Cup that's coming in in March as well uh, hopefully uh, I want to be able to track my my improvement because you know we started this podcast with the first Maxis four cycle race I mean that's that's really yes. what triggered it it was Yep, 100%. We, we, we sat there, we were doing videos and everything, and it's like, you know what made this easier? A podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, we, we had spent, you know, about a year, give or take, you know, a little under for you, a little over for me of, you know, practicing and getting out there and, and stuff and trying to figure it out. But once we knew we were actually going to compete with some big boys in a national series and all that, let's share our journey with people and... Um, that's what started this. So it's kind of cool that, you know, we ended the year with that as well and it's getting bigger. So we'll be able to almost track our progress by ourselves, right? How we fare this season compared to last season. If we know, you know, if only we're doing three or four events and that's fine, uh, we can still track what we are. And so actually it's perfect because I was thinking about, you know, when we started this and kind of our goals going to, you know, this whole deal, especially with the, the first race of Max's, and as the season progressed, one of the things we always said, we just want to see where we stack up in the field. You know what I mean? Like we know we're in the, we know we can be in the mid pack. We know we can run with the regulars, not the aliens, not the super quick national champions. We ain't there yet, but 
really in the mid pack, where do we stand? We, you know, so, I mean, at the end of the year, I think your results were easier to, to show you had fewer like technical issues here or there, but I mean, give me, give me your general thoughts and I'm kind of throwing it at you. We haven't really talked about it or anything, but where do you feel at the end of the year you felt you stacked up in the, in the mid pack? I, I like this question, and I'm glad you're kind of putting me on spot on this because this <laughs> How is. How else did I do? You know, it? <laughs> it, it would, it, no, no, no. It, it's cool because you know people that we talk to outside of the podcast just said, you know, what? How do you guys come up with like topics to talk about? And I'm like, it's easy. We don't have a topic. Whatever's off the top of our head, you know, we say. So. <clears throat> Here, here's a good example. You know, you put me on the spot as like, what do you think about the your end results? For me, my end results were way above expectations. Nice. In my point of view. I did not expect myself to be able to run with the lead pack for three quarters of the race. Right. Now, when I say that, you know, it's like, oh, it's only three quarters of the race. Well, when you have, you know, a 45-second race or 42-second race or whatever it is, and for, you know, seven laps, you're within two-tenths, but, you know, the four laps or five laps after that, you're four-tenths, it's, you're showing consistency because the people who win are very consistent. Mm-hmm. And... With Jacksonville being such a a track that's all about draft, that's all about arrow, that's you know last year was the same direction almost for every single race. You get your best of the best guys out there who've been running the track for the last 15, 20, 30 years of their life, and we've only been doing it for a year or two years, it's hard to compete with that. But yet I could hang with them. Mm-hmm. And like for instance, you know, this is a, a cool story for me, in my opinion, is I got a really good start and I passed Corey Tolls and I was ahead of Corey Tolls for like a lap and a half or so. And we were going through the sweeper and he saw that I had a faster route to the sweeper and he came and got on my bumper, and he was pushing me for an all-lap. Nice. Now, Corey, and, you know, if you listen back to some of our episodes, Corey came out and coached us on how to drive 103rd. So when the coach is, like, driving behind you saying, hey, dude, you got it. You know, your cart's hooked up. To me, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. And... It's not only like the the way that we place, you know, for me, I had better luck in Ocala than you did. And, you know, I won a couple of races in Ocala. Um, I competed with, you know, some some people who had 103rd who were really fast. I was right there with them. Uh, to me, you know, that's another accomplishment. And having, you know, Ron in our corner as our tuner who, you know, I guess, bless his heart, he comes up and, and helps us out all the time. You know, he's always questioning us. Like and Sometimes I think he challenges our mind if it's, are these guys actually paying attention to 
what I tell them. <laughs> you know, they, you know, I, I tune their car for him. You know, we put on the scales. He, you know, he drops so much knowledge on us at one time. Sometimes I kind of like wonder if he's questioning us, if we're paying attention. And then next thing you know, like the tracks are slowing down. Yeah. And I think the track is slowing down because we're starting to understand the carts more. Because in my mind, when my car's doing a certain thing, not only do I pay attention to the line that I take into the corner, but I also pay attention to what Ron has told me and what Corey has told me that if your car's doing this, this is why. Right. So, like, one thing that goes back to, you know, one of our original podcasts was I don't understand what the car's doing. I couldn't tell you if it's loose. I couldn't tell you if it's tight, if it's understeer, if it's oversteer. And just picking brains of everybody in, you know, the Cardi Dads community and the Jack's Carding, you know, group that we've started. Like, everyone's kind of come together to make everything more clear. So, I feel like I'm rambling on a little bit, but... <laughs> yeah, let me... Let me this take, year, I've improved... A little bit. Because, like, yeah, you, you've made a, a lot of good points that I kind of share as well. So, I think as I asked that, I had, a, like, another question come right into my mind, and I tried to table it for later. But, um, you know, to your point, yeah, I mean, the those moments, right? Those moments where, you know, Corey, you know, came up to you at the end of the race and told you, hey, man, dude, I was following you for a lap because, you know, you had it. Now, this was really good. I mean, yeah, obviously it's Corey. He's still going to, once he, he figures out exactly what he was working on in that moment, he's going to pass and leave you. But it was cool to have that moment. And then, you know, those, I mean, that Ocala race was, I mean, amazing. You know, your dad and I were watching and we were just standing there going, you're staying right there, fifth, sixth. I mean, dude, he's right there with them. I mean, yeah, first place had checked out, but you were with, everybody else like the second to fifth and sixth you guys were like a mad pack and only when you got tired in the end like you stated so that was kind of cool to see um i didn't have any actual like measurable results like that but there were you know times within the year where i felt i had progressed right that that race, you know, I think we keep talking back to my layout, <laughs> you know, the North End yeah, Oval that, layout. That North End Oval, man, dude, it was, you're in a whole different atmosphere. Yeah, but... I, but it, it goes back, that, that race goes back to, uh, 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 shoot, what's the term we always use? It just slipped my mind. Uh, racecraft. Yeah. Right, you, you, you saw opening, you took it a little bit too early. Tires might not have been like the right pressures that you wanted, but if you would have made the pass, you would have checked out, and it would have been you know ahead by four or five seconds. Yeah, well, that and that's the like you know, that's so, the kind of pace you're on. It was insane. Yeah, and that was the day, right? But that's that's exactly what you know. Kind of getting to maybe maybe next next episode, what we'll talk about is kind of those moments. So when the cart was hooked up, or when I wasn't making mistakes, you know, I wasn't having mechanical issues, mostly my own doing, right? Those sorts of things. I was able to build on it because that North End Oval, that first practice was absolute crap. It took me, you know, a little bit, but being able to start up front, I think that's the part that I leave out all the time. 
by starting the heat out front and finish it, you know, second, then being able to race for first and second, you know, all day without kind of having to work through the pack. And, you know, my, my nature, I tell everyone, I'm not there, you know, winning is not really why I'm there. I'm there to hang out and, and be with my buddies. And then a race breaks out. So, yeah, if I'm in the mid pack, yeah, there are chances it will come up where I should probably take it to get up to the front. But I'll be cautious. You know, same thing in the Grand National. I'm with you. My cart gets a little squirrely. Sure, I can hang on to it and see if I make it. But if I don't hang on, I'm going to tag you and you're going to be bumped off track, you know. And that's just something I don't want. That's just not how, you know, karting doesn't do anything for me in that way where I would rather, you know, take the disadvantage or, you know, jam my brakes or something and make sure you get a clean run out. And then, you know, I'll come back to it. If I really want to compete, I can get in my race car and go do that, right? So for me, it's it's been great to, like, have those moments as well. And, like, coming back to, like, the actual question in my head, which is where do I feel I stacked up in the mid-pack? I feel like I have the skill to be, you know, at the front of the mid-pack. You know, just like you showed at Ocala, right? Like, you could be yeah, there. You could get the tail of the front pack or, you know, right at the front of the mid-pack. And I always had it. I just didn't know if we would be able to deliver um, it's just that we, you know, the Maxis race, for example, you know, didn't I really didn't get to show that, and we ended up having more fun than than most people. But you know, again, that's that's the goal. Like we enjoy having our fun. So, yeah, I, I I'm with you there. Um, I feel like I could do it, but unfortunately, the results at the end of the year as a whole didn't really show all of it. But I did have races where that showed. So I'm definitely happy with with where I stacked up and kind of building on that for this year. I think you and I have said it a few times, but consistency, right? I want to consistently have those results. And a lot of it was just mechanical and, you know, just not prepping things right. Um, you know, you're talking about Ron. Sorry to disappoint Ron a lot of times because I know he's he'll sit there going, oh, why didn't you check that little thing? You know what I mean? So, you know, simple things like wheels, like you mentioned, and every time I get a brand new wheel, I just, I for some reason, I don't pay extra attention to it, and that wheels don't always fit properly on, you know, the hub I have, and little things like that. So, I'm hoping this year, as a whole, has less of that, right? That's kind of, um, you know, not so much where I stuck, stack up with results, but more so where I stack up with having a clean day, like race day where I don't have those silly little things happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, a hundred percent. And like the one thing about Ron is he never like gets an attitude or gets mad with us, you know, when we do dumb things, but there was a point this year where I let my seat get really loose. Yeah. And I was, I think I almost, I think I qualified like second or something or third in, in qualifying. And in the race, I was almost last. And he came up to me and said, you know, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I just, I didn't have, you know, any more bite. I was sliding all around in the seat and everything. He checked the seat. Like, you could tell in his, in his, like, his voice. Like, he wasn't, like, trying to be mean. But he's like, dude, your seat is loose. Why didn't you check the bolts? Yeah. And, like, I never thought. Sorry, of Ron. Like, you, I mean, I feel uh, bad yeah, if it hears yours because I know you know, I have a lot it, of those, too, right? Like. <laughs> In my Volkswagen, my seat never moved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in your FRS, your seat never moved. 
But in the car, so like ever since then, I've always checked my seat. And the first thing he always comes to me is he always checks the seat. Yeah. To, to make sure that I got the point in my head, check your seat. If it's loose, you're going to be slow. Yeah. And like he's taught us so much stuff, like not, like, I want to say it's kind of like a, not a, like a, more of an indirectly coaching kind of thing it's like oh you might want to watch out for this and what might want to watch out for that and then you if you watch him on your card he always checks certain things yeah well for me he's, he's sure gotten the habit of checking the one thing and now i have the habit for that sure. you always mess up on right and then he'll call you out on yep. it and to the point where all of a sudden you you know you're starting to pick it up on it. it's like okay i'm getting to these guys yeah and that's like the coolest thing about him and with him like he can he could go to any of the top elite racers and pay them all the attention in the world. Right. And then always forget about us. Like he, he has the opportunity to do that, but he doesn't. And that's like the, the, like one of the main things that respect about him is we could call him 24 hours a day, you know, not 24 hours, but you know, we <laughs> call sleep. him at times. He's not picking hey, up your call when he's asleep. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'd be like, Ron, dude, I, I need some help. You know, I have this and I have that. And you'll start asking all these questions. And if you're not prepared to answer the questions, you know, he's like, well, you might want to check that first and then go to this and then go to that. It's not like, oh, you know, check your hubs, click. <laughs> you know, and that's that's like I think one one lucky thing we had to share. And yeah. So yeah, it's just really cool really because I've never had to, I've never I had like the that. way you put it because um, make fewer dumb mistakes and you know all the all the Ron lessons. Make sure we actually apply them right. So that's that's kind of a cool way of just for us um, to to think about that. So that's really like kind of putting it in perspective what I'm thinking about for this coming year. If I have, if I do that right, I know the results will show because if the results had shown, I think maybe I'd have maybe gotten ahead of myself, but this was also cool because, you know, it's not what you want. You don't want to make a lot of dumb mistakes, but you learn the best from the mistakes you make. And, you know, it's afforded us the opportunity to to learn a lot about karting, you know, especially having the two of us. It's not just one person's problems. Like you have issues, I have issues, you know, you make some mistakes, I make my mistakes and we, we get to learn, you know, in conjunction with each other. And now we've got a bigger group of friends, right? We've got, you know, 10, 12 people total that we're constantly communicating with. And anytime one of them makes a mistake, we all see it, you know, and we get to learn from it or someone shares this or that. And, you know, over time it's going to be helpful. So I think that's, that's been really good. And, and uh, that actually takes me to like my best part about all of last year is we started this with the intent and goal to maybe you know just build something cool that we have a couple of people and we didn't know we aren't trying to actually get famous or anything but man i love what we've built with jack skeleton 206 and it's insane like it is insane it's awesome I feel like such a nerd, but it is so cool to have like our own group of friends that any racetrack we go to, 
we can like all our friends and we all go together we could have our own class like right. if we all want to run for instance pro gas motors we could call ocala or uh amr or whoever and say hey we have 12 guys that want to run pro gas can you make a class for us oh yeah, you have we 12 make people? a class everywhere yeah, sure. we go we roll deep. everywhere we go we make a class it's insane man and like if we wanted to make our own weight class we're like hey we have people who weigh three Forty. We have people that weigh three ninety. We want to do a uh, three sixty four class. That's our rules. It's gonna be three sixty four. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> well, John actually. That's a weird number, but okay. So you know, John mentioned it. I mean, maybe not as a joke, but he was like, "Look, can we pick something and then we can all stick with it?" And it's exactly what you just said, right? So it's like John's like, "Look, we have enough people to do our own thing. Like, if we." want to pick our class weight and stick with it let's pick it because you know yeah we will run 390 here and then you know 375 here and and, and no just with the new eagle that john's got oops spoiler alert john's got an eagle too um <laughs> with the new eagle john's got he's much lighter now somehow compared to the dr you know it's like a 20 pound difference or something like that so john can comfortably run at you know, whatever weight he wants. If he wants to run a 360-something or, you know, 375 or whatever it is. So if we pick one, be happy. And, you know, I think the best part about it, which we can't take credit for it, I mean, I mean, big ups, you know, shout out to all of our friends and everyone we've met. The Carding community is awesome, but our guys, um, I don't want to start mentioning everybody's name, but, dude, Everybody has the right attitude when it comes to this, which is we're friends first and we're out to have fun. I mean, we make our own awards and stuff like that, but we, we everybody gets it, you know. I mean, unless Scott's your drafting partner. I mean, you had um, one job. Nobody man. likes you Scott. You had only one job. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, John will never forgive him for that. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway, Scott um, would love yeah, you, man. Yeah, that was a big crack up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, when when you when you tell your buddy, look, it's you and me, buddy. We're drafting to the front, and he leaves you. You kind of ought to, you know, maybe give him a quick slap in the back of the head or something. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just putting it out there, John. If you know, if you gave him one, I think we'd all give you a free pass. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I think that's been the the best lesson from last year, and I'm hoping we can continue to do that. Um, you know, the guys have been able to represent um, those two TB carts. Um, and then, you know, Miguel, Jorge, love you, boys, man. Way to make us all look good, even on days when things aren't looking good for someone, you know, someone else. So, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, those two guys. And I mean, we, we've said it, I don't know how many times on this podcast, that they're really the only two guys who are doing all the testing and tuning for TB for the 206. And, if I got to walk around with them at uh, Car Week and going through the sprint track, and you know everybody acknowledged them, and they, um, you know, they needed some parts because you know with Miguel getting wrecked and stuff like that, they're like, oh yeah, no problem. You know, you need a steering shaft. Here's a steering shaft. Just bring it back when you're done. You know, yeah. they didn't charge them. They didn't do anything. They were willing to help, and. It was really cool because, one, their personalities, they're just good dudes. You know, just, honestly, they're just good people. And, you know, they talk about us all the time about, 
you know, you all you guys have, you know, running Common Eagles, and you have Ron to come, you know, tune for you and everything like that, and you know, we have nobody. And and I was like, yeah, I, I kind of get your point, but at the same time, you have a manufacturer that supports you, who like you, who have no problem loaning you parts. You know that that's you know you know worth a million dollars by itself. Yeah, that's hella cool. I mean, yeah, you know, and and like the reputation they have and. It's just crazy. It's crazy to see, and it makes you, you know, if I was following them and I'm trying to get into karting and see that, okay, these two guys are running a TB cart, and I'm walking around with them, and, you know, you have, you know, Facade and all these guys, you know, hey, come over here, come be in the tent, and everything like that. And, hey, can I, borrow, can I use this? Can I use that? And they're like, yeah, no problem. It's like, okay, I want to be part of that TB clan. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I want the support. Well, it, it, it's cool. It's major props to them. Well, that's a, a nice, you know, wish or want for me. Um, yeah, I think the push hasn't really been to to get everyone on the comedy eagle. Not so much. I mean, I love my comedy eagle. You love your comedy eagle. Um, you know, the comedy eagle delivers amazing results in, in Jacksonville, and you put it in, in Corey's hands and wherever it goes, and. You know, the Van Disease have had amazing results. So, you know, the, the front runners, you, you give them anything, they'll do well. But, you know, we love our Comet Eagles, hands down. Well, as more and more people in our group have committed to the Comet Eagle, it's also made it easier, right, that we have so many parts. I mean, for example, this past weekend, you know, we just stopped over and then Kevin, we're all on the track. And, oh, yeah, Kevin wanted to have a spare set of spindles, um, not spindles, tie rods. Well, guess what? You know, I have two sets of, of tie rods, right? So I think over time, while we won't have, you know, the same you know, factory support, if you want to call that a manufacturer support, um, I think over time when we, we all have the same chassis, right? It makes it a little bit easier to get that same feeling, especially after a couple of years when we have a lot more experience, uh, we can easily say, oh yeah, I felt that exact feeling you're describing. This is what I did try it, adjust it this way or that way, and you should be you should be better off, right? So I think we'll eventually get there. Uh, I'm definitely certain that we won't have a trouble with support as the group grows. I think we have, you know, six, six, you know, carts within our tight-knit group. And then as we get to the races, I mean, you know, if, if Kirk and Corey are there, we know you can always go see if they've got something. The Van Disease are there, you know, they won't hesitate. Um, you know, as a, the rest of the group grows, I'm not going to say they have, but as Barry and Pat and all these people consider, you know, the, the Eagle, man, it just makes it so much easier. You get four or five trailers with extra parts. It's going to be awesome. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward I mean, to that I mean, it's the same thing growing. that Coyote was doing in Jacksonville, you know, like, right. what, five, six years ago? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why the Coyote was that, right? That's the whole story everybody gives you when you ask, what cart should I get? You get the one that's being run by everybody, you know, at your local track or by your close friends because you can get that feeling. When you need something, there are other people with the cart. If you need tuning help, there are other people with the cart. So we're getting there. I love that. I love that our group is, you know, it wasn't a big resistance. People didn't already have their own thing. It was just, oh, yeah, the, you know, the ego is fine. It's probably just another cart, really, to, to be honest. Uh, just because you get the ego doesn't mean you're immediately going to win the race. 
but guys, our group were willing to all kind of be on the same page, you know, the same way we were willing to be on the same page with the group that we met. So I think, um, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that part of it. I'm excited for some of the trips that we're going to be doing eventually when we get there. I mean, I still, I still have it in my head. I mean, I talk about rolling deep. I still have it in my head to pull up to a race and load up, you know, uh, the cart with, I mean, load up my trailer for, I don't know, I, don't know, I think I can fit six, you know, in there. Um, so if we even had stackers, it'd probably be easy. But uh, yeah, load up my, my eight by my 22 foot trailer and then just boom, you know, have the Durango loaded up with six or seven guys as we, we get the track. That's called rolling deep, man. That is like a, a vision in my head I want to have. We pull up with two trucks like that. You know, seven or six in one truck and, you know, another five in another truck, two big trailers, unload and get the tents up. That would be, be pretty cool. So if we can make that happen for one of the races we're going to, man, I'm I'm super stoked. But um, I'm excited for that. Um, I think that would be really cool, you know. But, yeah, I, no, I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, well, yeah, yeah we... we're in this one for a little bit. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to get into... Some of the things that, uh, like specific things I want to see this year for myself, but I haven't really thought about all of it through. But you mentioned certain things that gave me ideas. You know, something really simple. So I think in the next episode, we'll talk about that feeling of, am I adjusting the right thing or do I even know what the card is doing? That's something that I really want to focus on. If I can figure out specifically related to even something simple like tire pressures, right? Um you know, you come off track and you know, man, I was off on tire pressures, you know, but I want to be able to get out on track and drive and just know that, man, okay, I need to go up on tire pressures to cure this feeling, right? Not just trying things. Um, so that's something that I think this year, whatever it is, if it's, you know, I think, yeah, I think tire pressures are hard in my very opinion. Hard. I want to make, I think it's hard it. and the thing that I've made the most progress on this year is understanding the rear axle. Yeah. So when it comes to flex and everything like that, because going from the hubs I had to the hubs I have now, hashtag secrets. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, no, like understanding that, it's like, holy moly, like, okay, this really works. Like, this is something that. I've experienced before with the same exact setup, the same exact tire width, the same exact pressures, almost the same exact temperatures outside. It all of a sudden I no longer have wheel hop and everything's smoother. And you know, I'm almost a second faster per lap. Okay. Yeah. Hubs matter. Is <laughs> <laughs> so, it a new t-shirt? Like, Hubs matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Maybe I need to do that. <laughs> Kelly, I need your help. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So hubs I think, yeah, too. <laughs> those little things, right? Those little things like that, like hubs matter, you know, tire yeah, pressures. I, 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 yeah, I, but I, when I think it comes to, like, tire pressures, um, maybe certain caster settings, that's when you're starting to get into, like, the nitpick, finding that final, like, four-tenths. Or so. And then when you start looking for like that one or two tenths, you know, going through the carburetors, going like maxing out everything you can in the engine, 
you know, maxing, maxing out all your bearing clearances and all that other kind of stuff that right now is like beyond our scope. Yeah. Um, that's when all that comes into play. And that's when your elite gets to be elite, right? Uh, like for instance, you know, the 206 racing in the sprint series is so difficult and people who could win, you know, who have that high percentage chance of winning, they're elites. Like Gabby, Ch- Gabby, uh, Chavez, for example, he ran the 206 at, you know, at cart week. He won it last year. He kind of was nowhere close unless it was in the rain. And, you know, he's one of the most elite drivers you have in open wheel racing. Like, that, that's, like, the thing about 206 is, like, there was multiple IndyCar drivers and, you know, Grand Am drivers who were driving these 206 8-horsepower cars that people are like, oh, pff, why are you driving lawnmowers? That's so stupid. You know, getting to a two-cycle with 30-plus horsepower. Okay, well, why are these guys choosing a 8-10 a horsepower, you know, motor when it all comes to driver chassis setup? You know, so once you start like really nitpicking these certain things, that is when you start getting to the next level and maybe this year we'll tap into it. So like my kind of hash brown of the year is no more shortcuts. Wait, what did you just um, say hash brown? <laughs> the hash brown. That's a new term you're coining. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm a fat kid. I don't do hashtags. I do hash browns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or we'll do the Justin Timberlake, uh, Jimmy Fallon, you know, hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag, 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 hashtag. Hello, 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 hello. No, so way. it's like, you know, no more shortcuts. No more, it's like, oh, this will work. Oh, that'll work. Oh, we'll just do it next time. Oh, I don't want to spend the money. When it comes to certain things about spending money, yeah, I'm not going to spend the money. Um, I'm still going to try to keep that budget of zero. <laughs> but no, I think... oh, you know, that that's actually a good point because I asked you this question like earlier uh, this week. But... Uh, I still, I, I do, you know, I don't even want to bring it back up because it has been eating my mind. But go ahead. I uh, know, no, it's just, just kind of, I mean, I'm not, we're not going to talk about all of it. We've been into this, this episode for, uh, you know, almost 15 minutes now. So, yeah, I think we'll probably wrap we up. We owe but... it to the people. Yeah, no, we're getting to the weeds <laughs> of it. But here, like, um, one of the things I do want to talk about as well was, dude, it's, we talk about carding dads and, you know, we're in it because ultimately I want to be able to do this with my kids, right? And I want to get all the knowledge and experience so my kids can get, learn from me and I can see the dumb mistakes they make and say, yeah, I made that. I know how to get around that. But the other thing I want to keep in mind is that this sport is is accessible if you really want to do it. And one of the most important parts is also the budget, right? A lot of people just go, how, how much does carding cost? And if I want to get into it, and can I do it for affordable? And what is affordable? So last year, we didn't really track it. I mean, I've got some basic information. But this year, I mean, I want to you know, have this other side thing where I'm completely transparent with, you know, how much carding really costs, you know, for, you know, just a regular average guy, mid-pack, not either, you know, big budget guy or just, you know, some guy who is just, you know, 
going out to practice every now and then saying, yeah, no. So I want to approach that angle of this is how much is spending on this. this, These are the things that are breaking. This is what the maintenance costs. This is how much the fuel costs. You know, trying to do these four or five big races in the year. This is what those prices are. And and I couldn't justify spending the money here. But that's total, you know, uh, something that we're going to talk about further down the road. But it's good that you you mentioned budget because it reminded me I asked you that question. I didn't follow up on it. So, yeah, it's going to be cool now that I've said in the podcast. Yeah, I won't give you an answer on it either. You don't have to give an answer, but now that I've mentioned it, because I do go back and listen uh, sometime in a a couple of weeks, if I haven't actually brought it up, I'll go back and listen and and make sure I took my notes down of some of the the silly stuff I I say on this thing. So um, we'll talk about budgets. Uh, Definitely next episode, I want to dig into um, my lessons learned from those things. You talk about, you know, hubs, right? So uh, there's a number of things that I learned uh, from, you know, totally didn't know anything about it to got a decent enough understanding. And those that I yeah, thought I knew a lot. Yeah, increased so right. much. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Some of the things that I thought I knew a lot about, but, you know, it turns out I didn't know. And then, you know, talking about wheel hopping and, man, fixing wheel hopping. I mean, that's got to be like our biggest lesson. So just kind of just summarizing those big lessons. I think that's important for, for you know, us to reiterate so we understand it and then they'll you know hopefully some of the new new guys listening to the show um, they can also kind of get that summary of of what we learned and that would be cool so yeah definitely some cool stuff coming up we just need us to make sure uh we don't we don't kind of get distracted like we always do <laughs> and start talking about about our practices sort of uh, sharing some of these lessons so i'm excited for it man yeah, me too, man. This it's gonna be a good year, and you know our podcast is going to continue to get better, just like our carding. And um, from what we started with, uh, just in this podcast alone, to what we have now is absolutely insane. But yeah, again, um, guys, we're almost an hour into this, and you know, I think it's about time to wrap it up. So uh, we appreciate you guys for listening to our show. Please continue to spread it with all your friends. And if you have any questions, please look us up on social media at Carding Dads or CardingDads.com. Um, and also at JaxCarding.com. So there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. So uh, just let us know, man. We're we're open to all kinds of suggestions on what you guys want to hear or what you guys want to talk about. Or if you just want to call us out on our BS, which is fine with us. <laughs> I welcome the calls. <laughs> Bring it. Yes, okay. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. And uh, right. guys, thanks again. So uh, see you guys later. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>